2: Tune into the HBCU sports lab to see if my team wanna lost If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse But if they wanna tap uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. That's Caville, yeah. he know what he be talking talkin about, Mike my control, they know what they be talking talkin about, They compress the analytic data with your hip hop yeah. If you know him like I know them they gon' tell you if your team if they if wanna low, yeah.
3: the ball, so, listen to so professor, professor, yes, sir, yes, and sir, and pay attention, sir. because he going to teach a lesson, lesson. This is Dr. Bill. We're inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is back on assignment. So, welcome to episode 461 of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, radio show and podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports. For institutions large and small, from the NEIA. To the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. Simply put, we call it HBCU sports pedagogy. I'm your host, Dr. Coville, along with my co host, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios as we get ready for our break. I'm going to send these gentlemen back on assignment on the road on Thursday. We'll see if we can roll something out, bring some of these other individuals in to give these guys a well needed break, or I should say at least Charles. I'm not sure with Mike. Mike, been on assignment right <laughs> starting to pull, check, got folks calling me, like, man, does Mike still have a job? I'm like, "Yeah." Hey, not, not the reason why he's not here to act. Like, I done suspended you for something. Did you say something? Mike, just get suspended. That's right. I got to be nice to you right now. You got something from me from Brazil, I'm sure, because you my older brother, and you always take
4: care of me. So let me be nice. <laughs>
3: say, Mike, <laughs> how you doing? How's was Brazil?
4: Oh, I'm good. Hola, mis hermanos. Boa tarde. Feliz Sporting <laughs> Star. De volta. Obrigado. That, that's basically Portuguese for what's up. Glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> you going to show out like that, y'all? I will say
3: how you doing? But I'm going to give you a break so you have, don't have to follow that. Today's know, episode right? is inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency LLC. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. With that being said, let me go to the home team. Charles Bishop, how you doing? Doing well, Doc.
0: Doing well. Looking forward. We got Thanksgiving in a couple of days. Get on the plane and fly home the Jackson Sea Family tomorrow. So looking forward to it. Oh, well,
3: Good, good, good job. Make sure you console some of those Jackson folks up there. I know it was rough this past weekend. I know, right? awesome. <laughs> They ain't used to that over the last couple of years. They got used to spoiling themselves, kicking a little back, putting the foot up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know. Everybody be home for golf this year, so.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh
3: man, <laughs> oh, they right. Well, I'm gonna take a little point of privilege. I hope y'all enjoy our intro to the show if you all are much mm-hmm. like us it's just something about the tune that uh, comes in uh, and after a while you start singing to it or rapping to it however you want to put it obviously with this stage a little hip-hop thrown in there and that is done by lawrence mccall fraternity brother of ours uh, him and Michael have many war stories. I'm not gonna talk about mine with him. We, we get in trouble with that, but he is adult. He's a whole officer. We still trying to figure out, hey, he got a badge and a gun, but that's another story as well. Um, uh, he tends to be one of the big guys with that. We work with him every day to make sure he understands that. Uh, but shout out to Lawrence McCall as his daughter, plays volleyball, and she plays in the Sooner Athletic Conference. Uh, And she attends Langston University, HBCU up there in Oklahoma, as you know. Leah McCall was selected to the All Sooner Athletic Conference Honorable Mention Team. I wanted to shout her out. Uh, We saw her literally grow up uh, when she was knee high, and all of us were trying to have too much fun uh, um, doing that. But we're all like her uncle, so I'm proud. She is certainly freshman year as a freshman uh, getting it done. The lone Langston person on all of those obviously at the honorable mention level, but only HBCU player uh, out of Langston University on that list. So I want to give her a shout out. I know Mike is smiling, proud. Shout out to all those folks like us. Charles has met Taffy and he's learned his lesson about uh, why we have to deal with (laughs) T-lover. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm calling fifty old year old plus year old man. I won't tell his age. Love, But that T-Low. was his name in college. Y'all figure out the rest. But shout out, to shout out McCall and the McCall family. Mom, congr- well, shout out to her, Lynn, and all them
4: uh, getting it done. definitely. Congratulations, man. There's a picture of her doing a dig. One of my favorite stats. But anyway, that's for another story. But I remember when she was one years old when I flew up to Chicago to see Tabby and Lynn when she was one years old. That's how long I've known this lady, so it hits kind of home when when you see family doing well and ta- and as Dr. McCall I mean, Dr uh Yada will tell you, we go back a long way, so it's good to see hats off to to that entire family and and congratulations all the way around. And let me let me
3: get that right. You're right, that Dr. Lawrence McCall. I remember when the man yeah. would go to class. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> you got a whole PhD. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and as G Boom Holly says, as we get ready for homecoming, we had a great tailgating. We missed old Tabby McCall. He was on assignment, putting in some work as he was looking at another opportunity and decided. To stick with uh, uh, the opportunity he had kind of got a bump and some things were going on. He decided to stay there. So kind of mixed things up so he couldn't make it a homecoming. So we got a chance. It wasn't quite the same without T-Lover, Dr. T-Lover, I guess you call it. But that being said, let's get back to the business of it. That was my personal privilege. Thanks, to Charles and Mike, for allowing me to do that a little bit. But let's get into some of this work. Let me go to you, Charles. What's on your mind in terms of the news of the day?
0: Yeah, let's start off with the uh, weekly honors. We'll start off with the SWAC. As the SWAC is named Alabama a Donovan Eaglin, Corn State's Terrence Ellis, and Florida a Cameron Gillis and Alabama State's Damon Stewart is Swag football players of the week for their impressive performances during games played this past weekend. Let's take a look at Donovan Eaglin. Uh, for Alabama a he contributed 207 total rushing yards on 27 carries during Alabama AM's 30-21 win over Mississippi Valley State during the Bulldogs season finale. He also tallied two rushing touchdowns along with a long rush of 67 yards while averaging 7.7 yards per rushing attempt. Terrence Terrence Ellis for the All-Corps Braves. He tallied 10 tackles and one interception for the Braves during their 28-24 win over Jackson State this past Saturday. Uh, The specialist of the week was Ephraim Jasso, contributing three punts for 142 yards while averaging 47.3 yards per punt along with a 50-yarder in previous 27-21, SWAT West clinching road uh, win over Southern. So, he also plays two punts inside the 20-yard line for the Panthers. It's going back to last week. Okay, newcomer of the week, Damon Stewart. Uh, he was a career high, had a career high, 372 yards. No, those those the last week's stats. Those are last week's says Yeah, David Stewart didn't have that many yards this past week, so um,
3: make a quick check on that. All right, let me go to Mike as you check yeah. on that. Let's give the superlatives <clears throat> for the MEAC, uh rolling on that, and part of that was my fault, uh, Charles, as you doing the script. I thought I updated it, but oh, it happened. Got you. no worries, Mike. You. If yeah. you, uh, <laughs> I won't let you take the bullets on that. I did that, Mike. Give us an update in terms of the Miak weekly honors.
4: I want to make sure I got the right one now, man. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want you pulling my plug. <laughs> well, I'm back back from South America after two weeks. I can see the headlines. <laughs> Doc pulls Mike Cola. So, anyway, so North, uh, so North Carolina uh, central quarterback Davis Richard was named me at Player of the Week. Uh, of course that's presented by Coca-Cola, okay. Morgan States, Jordan Tolls. Earned Defensive Player of the Week honors while Norfolk State linebacker A.J. Richardson was named Rookie of the Week. So North Carolina uh, Central's Daquan Thomas and teammate Adrian Olivo received Offensive Lineman and Specialist of the Week. So Davis, uh, of course, uh, counted for six touchdowns in the Eagles, 55-14. It says win, but drudging over Delaware State. So he threw five touchdowns, career high, 386 yards, 19 for 21, a three-piece pepper prop eyes, plus 35 yards rushing, plus another three-piece Frenchy's chicken beast, whatever. He had a career day.
3: Talking about homecoming. He used to have French and chicken, I snuck down there for homecoming.
4: He can't get it out of Dang. line. <laughs> To say the least, toll had a busy day for the Bears. One with tackle for a loss of two yards. And then rookie, rookie Richardson, uh led the Spartans with 10 tackles, including four for Solo, uh, one for loss against South Carolina State. And offensive lineman side, uh, Mr. Thomas himself, that's the Quan Thomas, uh, basically uh recorded a block grade of uh 89% with two pancake blocks, one of my stats. Uh, as the Eagles amassed 669 yards, basically shy shot 1,000. So, um, specialist uh, Olivo became new, uh, the center of the Eagles' all-time leading scorer by tallying 13 points, two field goals, and seven point after-attempt kicks on Saturday for 281 career points uh, while also breaking the career record. He kicks almost as like I do. Yes, I used to be a field goal kicker, but that's another story for another day, but uh, great all the way around. Hats <laughs> off to the MEAC players of the week. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let me go back
3: to Charles and give him that redo. Uh, I think he had the players are right, but a little different on the stats. Go ahead and break it down. Uh, sure. No, uh, we can uh switch to uh,
0: volleyball championship.
3: Yep. Yep. No
0: doubt. Coppin State they claimed their first ever Miak volleyball championship as the number one seeded Coppin State defeated the second seeded Howard Bison on a three-set sweep, 25-20, 26-24, and 25-19 in a raucous Memorial Hall gym Sunday evening uh, in front of a live ESPN audience to win the program's first-ever MIAC championship title and their first-ever NCAA championship bid. Compensate 27-4. We'll now uh, find out who their NCAA opponent will be when the uh, selection show uh, airs this uh, upcoming Sunday, November 26th at 6 p.m. on ESPNU. So the Eagles to Kenya Stafford was named the tournament's most outstanding performance. She led away with 12 kills, 68 while hitting 48%, committing no errors, no errors on 25 swings. While teammate Geraldine Palacios recorded three kills, as well as three service aces and five blocks to help coppin' state to a victory. Also, Andrea Spectanova. And 20 of the Eagles, 35 assists, while Amara Williams led the defense with 10 digs. So, Coppin State, congratulations, hats off to Coppin State for winning the MIAC Volleyball Championship.
3: Good stuff, good stuff. Since we're talking about championships down in Prairie View, we thought we were going to do a back-to-back duo championship. Obviously got it done in football in terms of Western Division, but you had the swag volleyball tournament there. Got eked out by FAMU. And they were looking to do a three-peat, but it was not to be done as you saw with uh, the championship pitcher there, winning the Western Division. Uh, You got Jackson State getting in the business of volleyball, getting the championship. Man, they had a hell of a tournament run, fifth seed, beat up on the fourth seed. I told you that's always the interesting one. They take down Alabama State, undefeated number one seed. Then they pay Spam U, who had won back-to-back volleyball championships coming in at the three seed getting it done to beat them. So give some superlatives, if you would shout out to Jackson state, Mike.
0: Yeah. Well, real quick, uh, interesting backstory today, coach Rose Washington. Uh, she's retiring at the end of the season, but, ah. uh, but I uh, wasn't able to do it during the tournament. She was able to eke out one more uh, swag championship in volleyball. So uh shout out to coach Rose Washington, 22 years at the ham, uh of Jackson state volleyball.
3: Good stuff, good stuff. With, with that highlight, throw a little thunder to you, Mike, whatever direction you want to go, go with it. you on mute, Mike.
4: I think we started off on a good note, guys, by talking about how Jackson State came into the fifth seed um most folks have picked for you know famu some folks have picked alabama state prairie view was coming strong give it give it to jackson state naisha uh gadis had a team high two aces alexis williams registered a double double with 15 kills 11 digs and an ace these are becoming my favorite stats jackson state attackers were helped by a team high 20 assists from Kerry's Dove and Trinity uh, Bryant uh, tallied eight digs and two aces. Hope Briggs contributed 14 kills, three blocks on the night. Uh, set one, FAMU kicked off the championship with with a service ace, and it catalyzed a six catalyzed a 6-1 rattler run. But the high action set captured four ties by the the uh, first media timeout, where the Tigers led held a 12-15-12 tw- advantage, and then FAMU regained its lead with the help of another 6-2 rally. So if you go back and forth, there were nothing but rallies back and forth. Set two, there were eight ties at the start of the second set. I'll say it again. Set two, there were eight ties at the start of the second set. The last at eight all, and the Tigers embarked on a 10-3 run for separation. So set three, Jackson State held a slight 4-3 advantage and remained in front there. A Ford AM m killed even things at 17 all but preceded a 5-0 stretch from Jackson State. So hats off to Jackson state for a tremendous run. I can't give it kudos enough coach of the year, Rose Washington. Yes. Yeah, she, my relative from Jackson state, uh, <laughs> most valuable player, Alexis Williams, Jackson state. But I, uh, I got to give kudos to a couple more players. Leah Lawson from preview and and Kylie Owens from preview and Uh They played tremendous all year long. They, along with, um, uh, Brooklyn Watts, uh, Camilla De La Rosa from FAMU, and uh, Temperance Chapman from uh, Alabama State pretty much have been in the top four or five in the league in kills and assists and digs all year long. So a tremendous, if you haven't had a chance to check out this volleyball, folks, it is highly competitive. Check it out. But hats off again to the Jackson State team as they said, hey, we are in the, the volleyball business on the women's side.
0: Yeah, Kyle, still- Kyle. Kylie Owens, daughter of Terrell Owens. Uh, and
4: Terrell Owens was in the building
0: uh, uh, the first day of Swipe by the Ball Tournament.
3: That, that was yeah. pretty cool to see him in there supporting his daughter, uh, just mm-hmm. relaxing, doing his thing. Uh, and she got the victory, so he got to see a win uh, before mm-hmm. they went on to lose in the semifinals. With that being said, we're going to get in our first break. But before we get in our first break, I wanted to give a shout-out question out there. Edwin D. Morris says, inside the HBC Sports Lab, Does the division championship count towards the Commissioner Cup trophy or only the SWAC championship game winner? Great point. Essentially, the division championship does count. It counts in this way. Same way in terms of finance. You get a whole uh, point if you win the championship game in a half uh, for the runner up. So you go in there with at least a half for winning your division crown. You can push it up to a full if you win the whole thing. And that way, that's how you look at that. And you get the additional credit for the dividend runs uh, financially also in terms of the championship game. And that does not include, obviously, hosting that with all the money staying with the team that hosts. The great question in the terms of Commissioner Cup, putting a little business out there as well, part of the financial part of that. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break.
1: and parenting education coaching to get involved with programs volunteer or donate visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org follow us on social media facebook.com forward slash and instagram.com forward slash empowerment j a x charmin ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness it's hard for your family to remember they can use less sweet pillars of softness
4: This is soft.
1: Holy Charmin. excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. price Priceline.
0: Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight.
1: He's a nine.
0: Bounty, the quicker picker-upper.
2: Press the annihilated data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah, what about, what about, So listen to Professor yes, and pay attention, because he's going to teach a
3: lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We're going to get into our poll rankings. Not a lot of changes. Things are settled down. Week 12, but we're going to continue to do our weekly rankings until we crown a champion both at the mid-major and major division. Mid-major, we'll see as we have playoffs. Uh, Major division, we have both playoffs and the celebration bowl, essentially crowning the champion. We'll see how it works out, because Howard Bison decided to throw a little monkey wrench in terms that everybody thinking one and two are going to be FAMU and Central. We'll see if Prairie View can throw their own monkey wrench in there. With that being said, talking about Prairie View, the HBCU Band of the Year matchups is coming in for November, right? Ranking yes. number three, Division One. We'll talk a little more yes. about this on Thursday as we get into it and we'll get the final ranking. But uh, Janetta on 1876 Sports and Culture told everybody <laughs> that Prairie View was going to stand up. Charles has quietly <laughs> said with the rankings that y'all need to go watch Jackson State. <laughs> the sonic boom. He said, "I told you." Well, it looks like the experts agree with both of those individuals. And I yeah. know Charles was that talented. I know he in bands too. Chanel is a drum baby. so we expect other notes to what You talking about? But Charles said, "Hold up, now I can do my thing too. I'm very good at what I do." All right, Charles. We know you call. game we know you on the news? We know you championship. You on the sideline doing? All these different things, the game show I love and all this, but you got to show out with the band too. Let, let me get to this. Top four, top four. Ranking three, November 20th release. Number four, Tennessee State, the mm. Band. Mm. Number three, a calling t Number two, and M. Mm. Storm. And number one, mm. Jackson State, Sonic Boom the South wherever you said they had something to say I was like okay alright Yeah. yes human they jukebox did at number five I know y'all wondering where human jukebox is. just letting y'all know they out there
4: the marching 100
3: there is six the Norfolk State Spartans that I had at number one man not so much they seven. <laughs> shout out to Houston with the third war Texas seven, Ocean of mm. Soul at eight, South Carolina mm. State nine, Gramma State. We said they had a resurgence. They had ten. I know. Usually I counted from the bottom up. That time I yep. just wanted to show out a little bit, give you those top yeah. four. That I did four one. Yeah. But just give some rankings in there as we get into our rankings in week twelve. Shout out to Charles. Good stuff, there, Charles. You told us to watch out. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: You've been proven right. Yeah, that boom is no a monster. One this
3: year. Yeah, you said it. Nobody dropped yeah. that this week in the mid-major top seven so let's get into it and see if there's any changes no i can tell you now but with that being said we'll have fun shivery's not dead
4: what that means
3: yeah. said there were some changes in receiving of votes in terms of how some team played allen yellow jacket seven and three five and three um they're receiving votes albany state golden round six and five six and two um, and Charles asked about this guess who's in at number 10 Fort Valley State just outside receiving votes final top 10 receiving votes seven three and six and two so they're in uh Florida Memorial and their tough loss they had a couple of weeks come back to haunt them as they're out they're at 11 though so they're just outside of it. number seven Tuskegee Golden Tigers seven and three six and two they remain at the seventh spot essentially Things were frozen this week, even though you had a game play with Virginia Union. We'll tell you where they are. At number six, Miles Golden Bears seven and three, six and two, remaining at the sixth spot. That's one hundred and thirty-eight points, bringing us to number five, Johnson C. Smith Golden Bulls seven and three, six and two, one hundred forty points remaining in the fifth spot. At number four, and remaining in the fourth spot, Virginia State Trojans eight and two, six and two. Shout out to Dr. Henry Fraser, the third championship coach. I see, yeah. University bringing us that championship in 2009. Never forget brother there. He continues yep. to put in work. I was at his dissertation defense. Bad boy. There. At number three, Fayetteville State Broncos, 8-3, 8-0, 163 points. Staying at three. At number two, Virginia Panthers. Uh, they lose in the Division II playoffs, but far out everybody else, so they stay in the two spot, 10-2 on the season as it comes to a complete 7-1 as they went in the conference race holding on to a CIAA championship, 180 points. And number one, Benedict Tigers, 11-0, 8-0 in the season. They had a buy first round of the playoffs. That they'll suit up this week, nine first-place votes. We'll talk about a little bit about their game in the third segment. But with that being said, let me go to you, Mike. What are your thoughts in terms of the mid-major poll rankings in week number
4: 12? You know, I am coming I'm coming back from South America. I'm gonna say there's nothing wrong with this poll. <laughs> I, I I I say you got it. It's Benedict and pretty much everybody else. <laughs> Virginia Union Virginia had strong seasons, but it's Benedict and everybody else. So you you hit it on the money to me with this poll. And I think the way they finished out kind of reinforces that. So yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, old oh, Dennis Berry. He's a hot name out there. South Carolina State, Southern. Can he sneak into the <laughs> Texas Southern? we stakes a head
4: coach. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. The money <laughs> ain't all bad. He's a very, family. very hot
0: name. Very hot name. Yeah,
4: hot name. Hot name, hot hands. <laughs> so yeah,
1: yeah,
4: yeah. And hearing some other names out there. A lot of interest. A lot of
3: interest in that Texas Southern job. Amazing. With that being said, as we take it back to the mid-major pole ranking, uh, Charles, what are your thoughts in week number 12?
0: Yeah, I think uh, week number 12, uh, things are, are right where they should be. Uh, Benedict, the last team standing, uh, we're going to get into that breakdown. But I think, you know, like, like Mike said, it's Benedict and everyone else right now. So uh, no doubt about it, they are the number one team and looking forward to what they are able to do uh, this
3: weekend against North Ryan. Based on the poll rankings, as you talked about, now that beach bowl, unless something changes, and essentially things will be frozen as we walk into Benedict Tigers to see what happens this weekend. So at this point, you have a 5-10 matchup, CIAA versus SIC, uh, number five and John C. Smith Golden Bulls versus ten Fort Valley State Wildcats in the beach bowl. So good point in terms of at least the top ten matchups should be fascinating. We will talk about that as we get closer to that game. But with that being said, let's take a last break and come back on the other side and do that. Let's get into some of these playoff matchups and see what these gentlemen think. We'll do that both at the Division II level and the FCS as North Carolina Central gets a playoff bid. We'll talk about that matchup against Richmond, Benedict in their matchup as well, and see what these two gentlemen have to say. Stickers will be right back after this second break.
1: That's a pretty tight spot. Watch this. Of course your Buick marks itself. That's so you.
4: It's just up here on the right.
1: Of course you know where we're going. That's so you.
4: Kind of got a sense.
1: And a head of display. They're here.
3: It's the field. Warm up. You brought all these players in your Buick? Yeah. So you. It is. There's a Buick that fits your life. Because at the heart of every Buick SUV is you. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge. Featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars.
0: Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com
2: Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them. They're gonna tell you if your team if they wanna loud, laugh uh, about, uh, want uh, about. So listen to Professor Yesu, yes, and pay attention because he gonna teach a
3: this lesson. This is Dr. Will inside the HBC Sports Lab. Let's get into some of these matchups. I'm interested in this because these guys are gonna give me what I need. This is essentially a a S-I-E-C. Uh, Mid major division game of the week, and then we got a MIAC major division game of the week. NCAA Division II playoffs, second round NCAA Division II playoffs. Obviously, as I said, November 25th, 12, high noon uh, in terms of these matchups, and those are regional sets, 11 a.m. here in Central. Um, that is a sack school. Um, Lenore Rice, number four in terms of what they did in that region. Oh facing off against the number one Benedict Tigers of the region. Uh, Lenore Ryan Bears come in after their victory last week, 11-1, 8-1. They are ranked number 11th nationally in terms of the coaches' Division II pole rankings. Uh, as the Benedict Tigers come in ranked fourth in that, and obviously you know Benedict Tigers, as we just said, ranked number one in the HBCU poll rankings benedict tigers coming at 11 0 8 0 in the conversation should be a fascinating matchup between the bears and the Tigers. with that being said charles what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup uh i think this completely
0: comes down to benedict's defensive line uh luber uh, Danellis and and others can they get to sean white you're talking about uh a very prolific throwing quarterback uh, uh, in the SAC. And then they just have a, pro- a prolific offense altogether. But even even more to that, uh, we talk about Benedict being ben- ben the number one in division too. Guess who's number two? Lenore Ryan right behind him. So I, mm-hmm. I think we're going to get a lot of uh, – the matchup is going to come down real quick. To whether Benedict's front four can get to Sean White, and if they can put some pressure on him, I think that'll go a long way toward Benedict uh holding serve at home. And then uh, I think the secondary thing, both teams want to get their running game up and going. We're talking about an all-conference back in Dwayne McGee uh for Lenore Ryan, and you get a healthy Zaire Scotland. It's gonna be incumbent on Benedict to really get their running game up and going uh, early and often, and I think that opens up uh things tremendously with regards to them wanting to throw the ball. But I I think I like Benedict to hold serve at home. They learn from the mistake of last year of being in the playoffs, and that experience uh, carries them a long way in terms of dealing with a team that's perennially uh, that's been in the playoffs
3: since the 2010s. Good stuff. Mike, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup between uh, the Bears and the Tigers? Man, top 10 matchup nearly at the FCS level. Certainly, in terms of the region four versus one, uh, what do you see going on here?
4: But one thing that just kind of makes me say, "Hmm," is let's little history lesson. So the Tigers are the number one seed, right? Yeah. Uh, but let's not forget what happened last year. They made mm. their tournament debut last year. They came into as a number one seed, perfect eleven and zero record, coming off the bye, and by and was beat by an unseeded team in the bracket. So there's a lot they can learn from that, from my experience. Uh, They still have a very powerful team. I think they need to get their running attack for sure. But Lenore Ryans, I think uh, CB hit it on the nail. They're a prolific offense. They are, I think, number third, second or third in the conference in total offense. So they have a they have a powerful offense. So to me, the key will be can the Tigers enforce their offense against a strong, not only offensive but defensive Lenore Ryan team. I think they will. I think altogether that Benedict is more balanced. But it'll be interesting. Can they? Hopefully, they won't be fighting fighting the ghost of last year. They'll learn from last year's mistakes but I see Benedict uh, actually going past this game and moving on to the next round.
3: Good stuff, good stuff when you break it down. Let's get into our FCS. Again, we're calling this our MIAC Major Division Matchup of the Week. It features North Carolina Central going on the road. Where? Richmond, Virginia, East claiborne Roberts Stadium. Many call it Robinson Stadium for short. This is another matchup in terms of the Coastal Athletic Association. Formerly known as the Colonial um, CAA, as people call it for short, versus the Miac. Remember, North Carolina Central is 3-0 against the CAA this year. But this one is different. It's for the playoffs. Yeah. First round, November 20th at 2 o'clock PM. It is on ESPN Plus. It features a top 25 Richmond Spiders team that comes in at 8-3. 6-2 as they finished in the CAA. Uh, They're at number 13, North Carolina Central, ranked number two in terms of our HBCU pro rankings that come in at 10 and one, four and one, right in the ship after upset loss to many to Howard Bison uh, a couple of weeks ago. They got it right against Delaware State as they bounce back and get in the playoffs. With that being said, let me stick with you, Charles. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup uh, with? of uh, the matchup between North Carolina Central and Richmond? I'm always weird with
0: um, HBCU teams going on the road in the playoffs. I, I just, um, you know, never feel good about that. But if there's any quarterback that I want to go into this game with, it is Davis Richard. Uh, you talking about one of the most prolific quarterbacks, I think, in HBCU football this season. And, and Mookie Collier. I think that, you know, North Carolina Central possesses the physicality uh, that they can go into Richmond. And like you said, I think you touched on it. Uh, the MEAC has had their way with the CAA uh, uh, this season. And one of those factors, and I think I was, was watching another program, uh, they talked about the MIAC speed compared to the CAA speed. And that could be uh, something to take a look at with regards to the, the skill position players. And Davis Richard hit some things uh, deep. Uh, no team is a hotter than the Richmond right now. they won their last six straight, and they're putting some points up uh, but the question becomes: Can North Carolina Central put their hands on Kyle Wickersham because he's playing some lights out football over the past six games? But keep in mind, this Richmond team—they started out with a loss to Morgan State, so I, you know, that, that I mean, obviously they're a different team than they were when the season started. But I really do like North Carolina Central going on the road and getting a win at Richmond. To your
3: point, Richmond is 2-3 and three against uh, – or 1-2, I should say. 1-2. One one 3 overall against HBCU. Yeah. Uh, they also had Hampton within the Hampton. conference. Yeah. Hampton got them. a which it seemed like everybody got this year, they did beat a t The Eagles yeah. secured an at-large bid to the postseason tournament after posting a 9-2 overall record, as we said, with non-conference victories over a number 25-ranked Elon at the time, Campbell – North Carolina, A&T, and Mississippi Valley. North Carolina Central, only non-conference loss against nationally ranked FBS opponent UCLA. They had a conference loss, a sole conference loss, if you would, against Howard University, as we talked about that. The Eagles are currently ranked 13 as they moved up a ranking uh, in terms of their top 25 in the FCS Coaches Bowl. Uh, number 14 in the stats performed FCS poll. Mm-hmm. University of Richmond will make making its 13th trip to the NCFCS playoffs. Mm-hmm. The Spiders and the members of the Coastal Athletic Association finished the season with an eight and three record, including six straight wins to close out the season and earn the CAA title. I didn't share of the title, but they got the automatic bid. Saturday game will be the first meeting between the Spiders and the Eagles. 2023 championship field consists of ten automatic qualifiers and fourteen at-large qualifiers, and that is on the table for Mike. What do you think of this matchup between the Spiders and the Eagles, Mike?
4: Well, a lot of people still have sour grapes, I think. Oh, yeah. so, that, you know, Howard, Howard, Howard was able to beat North Carolina Central, so it, that's either here nor there. We'd have to have Josh come on and really elaborate on that. But here's some data points. North Carolina Central is 3-0 against uh, Colonial Athletic teams this year. And we'll probably go 4-0 with Richmond. Uh, while Richmond enters the playoffs as the co-champs on a six-game win streak, as you ha- uh, highlighted, Dr. Bill, they did lose to Morgan State and Hampton. North Carolina Central beat Morgan State and Hampton, data point number two. Uh, so they match up really well. They can be very physical with this Richmond team, and Davis Richard will come into the game balanced and bring a solid attack. He has the experience, so I look for North Carolina Central not only to go past this game, but probably end up playing probably the next game, which will probably be, what, Albany somewhere, somewhere which they match up well against them as well. So as as good as they're playing on both sides of the ball and as physical as that defense can be, I look for North Carolina Central to come through this game.
3: Good stuff. That uh, Albany is another CAA, so um, intriguing in terms of the matchup. They can't get away from the CAA one way or the other. Looks like they're taking care of business, so that's a good thing. Uh, with that being said, this is the first trip to the NCA FCS playoffs for the Miak team. Twenty sixteen, uh, number twentieth ranked North Carolina a t finished the regular season with a nine and two record and an at large bid. That time, Central went into uh, the Celebration Bowl and ultimately lost that against Grambling. Yeah on that crucial play after they thought they basically had tied the game. With that being said, the Aggies lost to Richmond Spiders in the first round, 39-10. to uh, The synergy and all that's going on is fascinating with this matchup in so many different ways. With that, let's get into our next break. We'll come back on the other side and get our ranking for the major division, and we'll give you more after that.
1: <laughs> if you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is Always Ultra Thin's Reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thin's. This is always like never before Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404 698 3992. Or log on to Mango'sCaribbeanRestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text MANGOS to 313131.
2: Tell your mama
3: hungry, papa hungry, brother hungry.
2: Mango's
1: Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine.
2: My let's take press the yeah. analytic data with your hip hop if you know him like I know them They gonna tell you if your team if they wanna loud about. So listen to Professor Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes sir. and pay attention because he gonna teach a lesson. Yes.
3: This is Dr. Bill with inside the HBC sports lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. With that being said, Professor Washington, Professor Bishop, let's get into the major division week number 12. But we do have some changes in the poll ranking. All seven stay in the top seven, even though there's some ranging because of some upsets in these matchups that feature top seven teams. So it was a fascinating weekend as we went into it. And in terms of the competitiveness of the games, they lived up to those rankings. So that was exciting. I know some fans uh, maybe not as excited as others, but it did live up to uh, fascinating watch it all over the two. So no team dropped out of this week. Let me say there are some teams receiving votes. Tennessee State, six and five, as they fall to six and five, two and four. They've lost three straight. So, man, a season that seemed like it was going to be such a great one. They did end the season with a winning record, which certainly is important uh, in terms of as they continue to build uh, the program uh, with the Tennessee State Tigers, but they lost the last three. 169 points also in the top 10 ranking the Southern Jaguars finishing five and five, four and three, uh, 148 points. And Grambling state Titans also at five and five, four and three, 147 points. So that sets up for interesting with nine versus 10 in the Bayou classic in a couple of weeks. Although uh, first time in a while uh, that they will not be playing for earning a bid to the SWAC championship game because that will be played by the expansion member FAMU Rattlers out of the Eastern Division and Prairie View Panthers that gone back to the championship two out of the last three years uh, winning the Western Division. With that being said, let's get in the top seven. At number seven, you have the Jackson State Tigers. They fall this past weekend to uh, their rival off State Braves, but they stay in the top seven, seven and four, five and three, 175 points. They fall three spots after being number four last week, bringing us to number six. Alabama State Hornets are six and four, five and three hundred eighty points. Previous rank three, they fall three spots as well as they go on the road. Tough loss to Prairie and Panthers. Very entertaining game. Uh, they were down twenty-one to nothing. They fought back to fourteen points, seven-point deficit, but it was not to be at the end. Brings to number five, those off one state braves finish at seven and four, six and two, 191 points. Previous rank five, they stay at five. But guess who jumps over them at number four? Prairie A and them Panthers finish with a six and five record. One more loss, one less win, but tied them in terms of the division at six and two. 192 points. Look how close it is, 92 91. And just like the game, Back on the road, Prairie gets it done on a 50-yard field goal as the clock expires. They're right there ahead of the Braves at 192 points. Fascinating, fascinating season. At number three, Howard Bice, 6-5, 4-1, 214 points. They move up three spots. They're on their way up. Can they catch North Carolina Central before it's over? Many people will see this as controversial as they pop their heads (laughs) <laughs> but I think just in terms of where they were ranked, they're still climbing. It's not over, folks. We'll see what this means. But at number two above them are North Carolina Central Eagles, 9-2, and 4-1, and one, uh, tied in terms of the conference race. Howard got the head-to-head win, 240 points at number two. Uh, that record is just so different. We'll see if it will stay that way. Bring us to number one without question here. Florida AM Rattlers 10 and 1 on the season, 8 0 in the conference race, 12 first place votes, 252 points, I should say. They are and remain the unanimous number one ranking in week number 12. I'm fascinated to see what the fellas have to say here. A little smirk on the face, might be some controversy coming between these two guys. Who should I start with? Who wants to start the smack talk? Mike, it looks like you're opening your mouth before Damn, I I uh-uh. give you.
4: Go ahead. I'm, Mike. I'm, I'm sorry. We talk about we value head-to-head competition. How, how, come on, we talk about. I'm gonna stop right there. Data point: Howard smacks them by 30 points. They put that whooping. They put that back shed whooping on them. 30. I don't care what their record is. It was a convincing win, and we have them following them in the polls. I'm sorry. This is this some fuzzy math we need to recalculate we need to, we need to do, we need to do a trump and ask for a reboot cuz seriously if if Howard puts 30 points this wasn't a 3 point victory this was a shellacki so how can Howard follow them in the polls all year, I've said to be the champion, you got to beat the champion. They not only beat the champion, they they bump slapped them. And if this was a different show, I use a different word than bump. But anyway, <laughs> they bump slapped them. So how is that possible? Number one, number two, you compare offenses. How is? I, you know, per you you're talking like they're a little shaky. I would argue that they're probably neck and neck with Howard. You can make you can make an argument that they're either two and three or three and two. You can make a decent argument. So those are my concerns with the poll this week.
3: Ooh, he laid the case down. He went the Trump route right on me, man. Y'all know Trump. I already know he in the court for that. He said that he knew it was. Born. Never mind. Let me cut that out. Charles, what are your thoughts? He just was wasted. I'm putting yeah. you on timeout. need your mic, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, let the debate begin because
0: I mean, Howard did put the Dusty Rose elbow to North Carolina Central. I mean, they they went off the top rope and they 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 did whoop the North Carolina Central Eagles pretty doggone good. Uh, but you know that that six and five record versus nine and two, I can understand the argument in either direction. But if you value head-to-head, head, which we do, Howard probably is the number two team right now. Uh, and that's a very interesting thing you did, Mike, with regards to whether View should be up a little bit higher. And right in that Howard slot, I mean, their record is better. I mean, both are 6-2. Uh, uh, well, 7-4 no, overall, 6-5. Uh, and five. I, I, That's a compelling argument, at least to – to look and see where Prairie uh, where View has uh, fallen in the rankings. I, I I could not get, I'll put it that way, because Prairie still has to get to the Swag Championship game. Howard's going to be one of the last teams standing. So I'm, I'm still yeah. dealing with Howard
3: at, at least at two or three. <laughs> let me Understand. let me ask you this question. And I'm going to come back to you, Mike. I want to ask Charles, since sticking with you, y'all both bring this up. So which is more impressive? Prairie View's early season win on the road against the Braves or Howard Bison's big win over North Carolina Central at home.
0: You take down the Celebration Bowl champion. That that
4: that's that's that means a little that's bit more big. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. That's that's I mean, more important. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah, not not the way, the fashion that occurred. I don't care if it's at home. I don't care if it's in street corner. 30 points on a Celebration Bowl champion, that's more impressive.
3: Yeah, good stuff. Let's turn on the other side. We'll take our last break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll get into some matchups, and we'll even sneak in some basketball news in terms of at the Division One level, some big wins uh, as we are turning the page, particularly on the men's side with some division one wins. We'll tell you a little bit about that as well. But that being said, stick with us after our last break. As technology continues to bring
0: changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one size fits all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, visit us today to take charge of your learning. The CUVE Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay.
1: When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to The Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network
2: to press the analytic data with your hip hop if you know them like I know them they going to tell you if your team if the want to laugh
3: out
2: so listen to professor yes sir yes sir
3: this is Dr. Mills inside the HBCU Sports Lab with the professors that's Professor Washington Professor Bishop let's get into our major division games this one we're going to start with the classic HBCU Classic Major Division game of the week is in Montgomery Alabama Hornets Stadium, Turkey Day Classic, and you have the rear ivory renewed after a couple of years of hiatus. It comes back, came back last year. It features two top seven teams, one of the mid-majors and one in the major division. Mid-major division number seven, Tuskegee Golden Tigers. Uh, Their record as of now is seven and three, six and two. Uh, And they're on the road at Hornets, Alabama State Hornets, which are ranked number six. In the major division and coming off a tough loss, both of these teams in terms of their last rivalry matchup, uh, Miles versus Tuskegee, and then obviously Prairie View over Alabama State. Alabama State comes in with a record of six and four and five and three. Mike, what are your thoughts in terms of this te- Turkey Day Classic this year? Obviously, it's on Thanksgiving, so that is the 23rd, 2.30 p.m. Central Time on
4: ESPNU. Let's think in the year, our Lord, 2023, did Tuskegee play Alabama A&M early this year? Yes. The answer is yes. Was the score (laughs) close? No. The answer is no. To the tune of 58 to three. It was about a million to three. (laughs) Dang. All right. So has Alabama A&M played Alabama State? Yes. And who won that game? Alabama State. Okay. All right. So, by algebraic deduction, if, if I beat a team that beat you 58 to 3, okay, my chances are I don't care if you're 6 and 2, 6 and 3, 7 and 1, 7 and 0. 0.5, whatever. You lost to a team 58 to 3, and that team was beaten by the team you're about to play on a turkey day. Uh, when all eyes are on you, Lord help you, good 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 riddance. But I'm sorry, this is going to be an Alabama State. Let's say a win, convincing win. I'll say that. I'd leave it there.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you say they're gonna have turkey everywhere. But that being said, it would be more said. Professor, data points were given. Mm-hmm. But that, Charles, you gonna add into the points, uh, Mike?
0: Yeah. Made. I was about to say, how do you follow that?
3: I mean. <laughs> that is <laughs>
0: I mean, he hit the nail on the head. I mean, this in the same Alabama State team that lost to Miles. I, I think uh, you're looking at one of the more dominant front sevens uh, uh, that, uh, that Tuskegee is going to see all season. Uh, it's just going to be tough for them to move to football. I think it's going to be difficult uh, for them. And then you got Damon Stewart. He's playing uh, some much better football, playing tremendous football, uh, even with the loss last week to Purview. But they too many weapons, and, and I think uh, – Keyshawn Johnson, he, he gets to show you
3: why he's HBCU's version of Megatron. He'll go wild this, uh, this Thursday. Good stuff, good stuff. With that being said, let's go to the SWAC major division game of the week. New Orleans, Mercedes Stadium, SWAC matchup. Ooh. It's the 50th <laughs> by U-Classic, November 25th, 2 p.m. on NBC. Number 10, Gramlin State Tigers come in at a record of five and five, four and three. And they face a number nine Southern Jaguars that has a interim coach. That interim coach, Coach Grambling's interim a couple of years ago. Fascinating when you talk about that five and five matchup, four and three. Both teams come in with identical records. One team will go with a home with a winning record and the 50th anniversary trophy. Boy, boy, boy. In its own way, very intriguing matchup. Charles, I know you've looked at these teams, and when they face a certain team, uh, you get it's not all exciting to you. But this time they're going head-to-head. What are your thoughts yeah. on
0: it? Yeah, I, I, I'm almost rooting for Southern just for the historic nature of Terrence Gray's winning the Bayou Classic at Grambling and getting the opportunity to win one. A, how wild is that? I mean, that, that is, is wild. That is, And it's crazy. like in recent years. I mean, it's what, a three-year, four-year? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that unto itself uh, almost makes me want to root for the Jaguars, but I have a pathological something to not do that. So uh, <laughs> <I'm> go- <laughs> I'll take Grambling. I'll take Miles Crowley to throw the football around a little bit at this game, and I expect for grandma's running game to uh, get some things up and going. They got a, a nice – Uh, one-two punch, especially with a guy like Floyd Chalk. Uh, So I I expect Gramlin to come away with this uh, 50th Bayou Classic.
3: It's going to be a good one, though. So you say Hugh Jackson gets his first Bayou Classic win. That being said... Hugh Jackson needs to get his first Bayou Classic win. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You said it's not I. (laughs) With that being said, Mike, it's the battle of the Tigers and the Jaguars, battle of the Cats. In the fiftieth anniversary of the Bayou Classic, I set it up for you. You know what's going on with Graves, Hugh Jackson, Terrence Graves, Hugh Jackson. Five and five, four and three. Who comes out with the winning record,
4: Mike? Uh, Southern Southern leads this overall series, right? I believe it's like forty to thirty-four. There there were two wins vacated by Southern and one vacated by Grandma. That's all that. Is. Southern leads it. That's all. That's all hearsay. That's all parfait. You know, right now Southern leads the series forty to thirty-four. We're talking Hugh Jackson, Hugh Gray's. I think the the interim coach for Southern is will not get a win. This Grambling running offense is probably too strong for Southern. So sorry, but this will be a Grambling win. Um, we don't know what's going to happen at the quarterback position. We've seen that. I mean, that's that there was a roller coaster back in the day at Astro World. It was called a Texas Cyclone. It had more humps and up and down than any other roller coaster. That basically epitomizes kind of the play of flood this year at the quarterback position for Southern. And when you have that many ups and downs and no consistency, you know, if, if, if Gramlin can remember that it still plays football and bring that rushing attack that CB alluded to, I, I see Gramlin uh, winning this game. Good stuff. Good stuff.
3: Let me get in there with a little bit of basketball talk. Hmm. Shout out to the Peruvian and Panthers winning uh, the tournament there in Eastern Kentucky uh, as they get their second consecutive Division One uh, in in consecutive days, I should say, 76 to 64 in this matchup. They become the first HBC Division I team to get three wins, Division I wins. Let me be specific about that. This early part of the year, uh, you have two behind them with uh, Howard Bison and Norfolk State Spartans that both have two wins on the Season two Division I win. So intriguing when you talk about that. You also have Jackson State with a P5 win. Their win the other day against Missouri. So some good wins. Southern kind of started things off when they went into Las Vegas, beat up on UNLV, and you have several other programs that have solid Division I wins. Uh, what do you see this means in terms of uh, BX, WAC play particularly? Uh, let me give a shout-out to Tennessee State, who look like they're going to be a very formidable foe in the OBC in terms of what they got going on. A couple of key matchups. You have Tennessee State at Alabama A&M. Uh, you have a South Carolina State. Uh, Bethune-Cookman matchup. You got an Alabama State-North Carolina-A&T matchup. You did have one that opened up last Friday in Atlanta between Grambling State and Delaware State. Delaware State edged out Grambling in that matchup. So at this point, when you look at some of those Miak Swack matchups directly, uh, it's 1-0. You also have the Chris Paul Classic that will look at MIAC-SWAC matchups, particularly uh, with Texas Southern and Jackson State taking on Howard obviously you got mixed in there, uh, as well as North Carolina and T, uh, in the mix playing both uh, Jackson State and in that matchup against Chris Paul in terms of uh, that matchup. So it'd be interesting, uh, with those teams coming out of there, Texas Southern Jackson State. So I'm fascinated to see what that is. So I kind of want to get your thoughts. In terms of the early basketball season, some of these key matchups, I'm always looking closely at some of those matchups with Division I, regional programs that they take on, also with some of those mid-major matchups, but uh, closely also in regards to these MEAC-SWAC matchups or independent HBCU Division One matchups. Starting with you, Charles, what are your thoughts first with Prairie View, first one to three wins, Division One wins and winning the tournament in Eastern Kentucky against the Colonels? Uh, earlier today, first and foremost, is keeping me engaged with with basketball teams, especially
0: uh, in December. I mean, I think that that's big uh, mm-hmm. when you take a look, uh, especially uh when you take a look at the way uh and, and you can't say enough about the coaching in, in both the swag and meac uh, because you're taking so many uh, transfers and jailing them really early. so that I, that that jumps out to me uh with regards to especially. A team like Prairie View, three wins thus far, even before we get to January. And there are a lot of years that's just kind of unheard of. So uh, kudos to Prairie View. A big win for Jackson State. Uh, Like I said, um, I'm really looking forward to conference play in some of these uh, swag Miag matchups because uh, it's shown how much the talent gap has, you know, kind of, uh, uh, especially with regards to the mid-majors. Uh, you see a lot more parity now. So uh, that, that 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 means a little something. Even those Power 5 teams, they ain't, you know, those juggernauts that they weren't uh, so it, that So that, that, that's keeping me engaged in
3: December. I like that when you talk about engagement. Because you know how I am about branding and getting some of these wins. We've seen Norfolk State really do well over the last couple of years in terms of their non-conference schedule. Um, Central does pretty well In terms of their scheduling uh, Particularly in terms of what that looks like And I believe it gets the momentum As you get your fans engaged Earlier As you just alluded to Keeping them at age But also when you come back home Particularly getting the conference Coming in with those winning records Pretty nice But that being said Let me go to Mike And get his thoughts on basketball uh, Those uh, three wins Prairie View is hot right now Whether it's football, volleyball
4: Basketball, men's, women's doing well as well. Oh yeah, Governor, governors award. Hey, but uh, I, you know, I can't. I, I'll say it <laughs> so anyway. I, I think CB hit it on the nail. For me, I think it's branding. When you get off to this good, this type of great start it's about it's branding it's branding your institution typically I won't even lie I start I wait for conference play to begin at the beginning of the year I think Prairie kicks it off maybe with a linger or, or stuff like that in January I typically wait to that and you see how they're going to do but when they start to even the losses become closer it helps the brand of the institution and I think you're starting to see as CB alluded a lot more parity especially with the transport portal and I think I think it is making HBCUs more of an option uh, as they see that, you know, they are just not, if not more competitive than some of these other D1 schools when you see more and more of these victories like this. So I'd like to see more of it, but it it, it does get you kind of raise your eyebrows earlier in the season. So you're like, oh, okay, three wins, what? You know, so you don't, you're not waiting until January. You're starting to uh, take a peek in early December or late November.
3: Particularly when uh, football is so dominant, Charles like to tease some teams at this time of the year where they start to know their basketball program. For some of them, it's good that they know the program if it's winning. So, to your point, when you talk about it in all seriousness, we jump on that. So, I'll keep you updated because I'll keep up with some of these rankings as I get out of there. I'm really intrigued about some of these matchups. Uh, with that being said, I do want to make this announcement: Edward D. Moore says, Doc, and I think this is a very fair question. This is to Charles. Is Professor Bishop sharing any of his lobster, mac and cheese, and seafood dressing with the crew? I'm glad that Edwin D. Moore brought this up to us, because we didn't even know Charles had lobster, mac and cheese, seafood dressing. So I think he was trying to hide it. So now we know this. We need an answer, Charles. See, I can I can tell Edward D Moore has
0: been listening to another show. She Say She Say, uh, because that was a question that was <laughs> asked to me in terms of what will I be fixing for Thanksgiving. So shout out to Edward D Moore for following us on all these platforms here on the Black College Sports Network. Why are you done let the secret out?
4: <laughs> Man, Thank you, Elwood Moore. We got, I got, shirts.
3: I got um hat HBC Sports. Pull over hat, I'll make sure I get it to you. Hit me up in the private messages. Give me your address. I'll get you uh, your hat. I got white and I got black. Let me know which one you want. We'll get it to you. With that being said, that'll do it for us. In all serious, for those that celebrate the holidays, be safe. Uh, Hopefully you get a chance to spend some time with your family. For those that may have lost loved ones, be at peace. Uh, They would like you to be well. Uh, And with that said, all those traveling, be safe out there. Enjoy your break and for those that certainly enjoy the holidays. We appreciate you for supporting us with that. Again, these two gentlemen will be off celebrating their families and traveling. I appreciate them. And with traveling, Grace, with that being said, we still will try to bring you a show on Thursday. We'll see if we can bring in uh, A.D., Drew, and possibly Brian of the Sports Wrap. See if we can tease them out and see what they think about some of these matchups and see how much – they match up with Charles and Mike. With that being said, stick with us. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Neonika Bills, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Liz Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, yeah, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday six o'clock central standard time and on sunday at nine we will give you an update of what took place the week in sports particularly on saturday we look forward uh, to thursday as we give you the latest news in the lab follow me dr mia uh, that's d-r-k-m-y-a-t-g-c-a-v-i-o on twitter facebook and instagram it's d-r-k-m-y-a-t-g-c-a-v-i-o inside the HPC sports lab one on twitter facebook and YouTube. Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles?
4: course. Mike? Lecture. Dismissed. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.